everyone. Welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger-Milas and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bonner. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I am trying to figure out, I don't know. I was just telling Annie this before we started recording, but I have like, after we are done recording this, I'm going to go meet my best friend who's in town for dinner. And like, I did something last night and I'm doing something tonight. And I'm just, how did I do this in the before time? How did I like work a full day and then like go and do things outside of my home wearing like real pants? I mean, I've got yoga pants on right now and I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I'm not used to the whole doing things after work thing. It's real. It's real. I just I'm just like, I can't. How did I? And I I did this before, like very regularly. And now I'm just like two days of things in a row. What? Yeah, I don't know. So what are we talking about today? Uh, Well, we are talking about my favorite program. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody if this is actually your favorite program, but it is Baptiste. We are back on the Baptiste train for season two. Uh, there are people who are missing. Julian Baptiste has to find them. He sports a variety of intriguing looks throughout these first three episodes. Uh, I mean, at least like I can start off by saying that this is better than the first season. That bar is not that bar is not super high for me, but it's better. Oh, th- this is so much better than the first season. I truly like cannot remember the first season. Is that the one where he was trying to help someone who was like his fake friend and then turned out to be a villain or something? I don't I been, but then didn't kind of. I don't remember. It was the guy from us who played Edward Stratton who was lying that he was trying to find like his niece but it was really his daughter and his daughter was an addict i mean and i thought this season was overly complicated organized crime was involved there was uh there was sex trafficking of young girls oh right the sex trafficking. right and then jessica and 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 then um um, jessica rain was in yeah she showed jessica rain showed up but she showed up too late the problem and and this is this is a thing that I th- well, wait wait let let's let us let us uh, set the table for season two because it is quite different. Yes, season than two, season one. Well, I, I was actually going to set the table in that I was going to say the thing about Baptiste as a character is that he's not actually interesting on his own. He was a character in The Missing who was interesting as a pair with a co-star. In in season one of The Missing, he was paired with James Nesbitt. In season two, he was uh, paired with Keely Hawes. And in, in season one of Baptiste, he was allowed to be by himself for far too long and not really given a proper like balance. And by the time Jessica Rain showed up, it was too late. In this season two, we, we have a much better balance, which is one of the reasons why I think the season is so much better and we have a very strong character and very strong actress who he is paired with Fiona Shaw she plays uh, ambassador Emma Chambers Uh, she's the UK ambassador to Hungary um she and her family have been living there for several years now after they were posted to Thailand for quite a long time um Post move, none of her family was very happy about moving. They all loved living in Thailand. And nobody's happy about the fact that they now live in Budapest. Um, her daughter Laura died. Um, we don't actually know how, but um, in some terrible accident, one one assumes an accident that left her youngest son Will a mute, unable to communicate. 
Um, her middle son, Alex, uh, is basically the only person who talks to Will, and the two basically communicate by phone all the time. Her husband, Richard, um, who she's been married to for like 30 years, is uh, sort of this kind of jerky, misogynistic jerk. <laughs> um who is much more into birds than he is his wife and he's kind of not real happy that like they follow her around instead of him and she's the one with the career and he's the one sort of following her around all the time. Um, they're all really just in generally resentful of her and the fact that she's sort of in charge and like she's not a nice person. Like even in the first episode, it is sort of clear that that, that her family doesn't like her and she's not a very likable person either. And then she wakes up one morning and they're all gone. And she thinks at first that, like, her husband went birding and, like, took the kids with him or something. And she hangs out at the hotel, like, all day. They're on vacation, like, not far from Budapest. In fact, they're all kind of mad that of all the places to go to on vacation, they stayed in, like, freaking hungry. And suddenly she realizes, like, way late in the afternoon that Will, who can only communicate by phone, left his phone behind. And she realizes something must be incredibly wrong. And, like, the police are all, like, not very cooperative. They all insist on looking in the wrong place. And so she goes on TV and basically begs people to help her. Meanwhile, Baptiste, who apparently has just sort of been running around randomly helping people without going home for, like, a really long time, is hanging out in a hotel room having just solved another case. Um, he's sort of collecting kids like Pokemon. Like, he takes pictures of them and then lets them <laughs> on their way. It's it's really odd. Um, his wife, Celia... I mean, I guess everybody has to have hobbies. I don't know. I know. Something like, he literally, like, it's like Tag. He, like, runs up to the kids like, Tag, I found you taking your picture. All right, I've collected you. You can go off now. I'm going to tell your parents you're alive. Bye. Right? Like, and the kid's like, wait, you're not going to make me go home? What? Right? And so Baptiste is now in his hotel room, like, eating dinner. And he's like, oh, hey, look, another missing kid. I think I'll just drop everything and go to Budapest. Woo! And I'm like, dude, really? I suppose that's one way to live your life. Anyway, he shows up and he's like, well, the cops are all looking in the wrong place. So I'm going to go look in the other place. And he immediately finds like Richard's body. And he finds a recording of what seems like someone who was raised by uh, Muslim extremists, a guy named Just, um, who literally murders Richard while the phone is still recording because it was recording like birds and it accidentally catches like him shooting Richard in the head and the kid's being dragged off. And, you know, basically like... So basically we now have this thing where the kids have been kidnapped. Um, Emma is looking for them. Her husband is dead. And that's sort of the setup for the show. And, and the good thing here is that, you know, one of the things about The Missing and in season one of Baptiste is that in every case, the kids getting kidnapped, there's usually a girl involved. And there's always this sort of sense of or, or a very young boy. And there's sort of this sense of um, is sex trafficking involved? And this is the first time where the show has managed very, very clearly to make that not be any kind of thing. Um, But it also... The thing about this season that I don't like is the time jumps. It is a little, I don't know. I feel like the show's doing that because it's kind of like that's a trendy thing to do. Oh, no, absolutely. we We have like dueling timelines, but like honestly, the only, the only way the only markers you have to really distinguish which time period you're watching are like Julian Baptiste homeless hair yes. 
or the fact that Emma's in a wheelchair. Yes. That is like, the unless, if the scene is happening and does not involve one of them, like there are no clear, you know. Delineation. Not that I want the show to have done this, but like, you know how sometimes shows like shoot in different filters when they want you to know that it's like a different time period or yes. whatever. And there's just, there's no clear markers because none of this stuff well, to me, not being somebody who is incredibly familiar with like uh, Hungary or Budapest or that portion of the world, like and there are no markers to me about like when this is supposed to be happening. Um, so basic, and, and the worst part is it's the same time of year in both. It's fall in both. The idea is that they're both happening. They have the two timelines are fourteen months apart. So the the original killing of Richard and the kidnapping of the two kids, Alex and Will, happened fourteen months ago. And now, 14 months later, somehow everything went wrong in trying to find these two kids. And now Emma is in a wheelchair, paralyzed from the waist down. Baptiste has basically become like a homeless, drunken French weirdo um, who like hangs out <laughs> and, and hangs out in his apartment. And Celia like literally comes and like throws divorce papers at him and is like, I, I, I can't with you anymore. And like... We sort of I feel get really bad for her. I know. Um, the the fact. Okay, the thing with Sarah that there there's this whole thing about how Baptiste's daughter Sarah has died, and she over she OD'd. The whole storyline with Sarah as an addict is a thing that's been with the show since the missing season one. In season one, the I really don't think that this show did a, I think they could have maybe done a little more of like explaining that to the audience because I didn't watch the missing and until I actually saw her body on the floor with an arm a needle sticking out of her arm I didn't understand that she had OD yeah no she she was she in in season one of the missing we sort of understand the reason that Baptiste has taken to finding missing children is because he has lost his daughter to drugs um season two there's a whole thing where like they beg her to get clean and she gets better season three um or season three baptiste season one she is now clean and if you don't know that she was an addict you don't sort of understand how 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 precious this world is that baptiste is sort of found in amsterdam with her having a, a child and a, a husband and and allowing him and celia into her life in this way because she really didn't in the missing and baptiste season two apparently the 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 events of season one basically drove her back to drugs and she OD'd while while Baptiste was basically farting around trying to figure out the perfect present for his granddaughter. And Baptiste blames himself because he feels that, you know, if he hadn't, like, basically put them in this incredibly stressful situation and forced them into a safe house, she might have stayed clean. But the truth is, I mean, like, my first response is, oh, really? That's what that's what drove her back to drugs and not the fact that, like, you sprung on her that she had a half-brother who's a murderer at the end yeah. of season one? Like, I mean, that's what I just assumed it was. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, give it, give it, you know, in, in, in terms of balance, I feel like, you know, sudden discovery of a step brother who's a murderer would you know drive me far back to drugs than you know having to sit in a safe house with my mom for a while um but you know and the thing is the thing is is that i don't know that i i mean it's all very sad for his character obviously but like i don't know that i needed all of this to like believe that he would still just be out here randomly looking for people who were missing i mean that's pretty much what he did in the first season right and honestly like you know like in in the in the in the, in the most recent episode in episode three celia draws the straight line in case people hadn't figured it out that baptiste is basically an addict of 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 being is addicted to being a hero 
um, and that he and Sarah are actually very alike. And that was always an unspoken thing in The Missing. And I was a little like, I, I, I get that this is the last season. And so let's spell things out. But I was sort of like, you didn't actually have to make that subtext text. I didn't need you to do that. Um, I have to say that I, I was actually incredibly impressed with the first episode of this show of this of this season and it was all because of fiona shaw um one of the things about the missing that baptiste really lost was how much this is all a show about obsession how baptiste is obsessed with being a hero how these parents are obsessed with finding their children um the missing season one especially is really about how obsession can you just drive you around the bend and james nesbitt's character is this actual tragic figure who basically becomes the child stalker that he feared had stolen his son because he can't actually accept that he turned his back for five seconds and his kid ran off and got hit by a car like he just can't accept it and it's the most it, it, it's really a tragic ending and the 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 opening episode the the juxtaposition between the 14 months ago when these kids originally disappeared and and Emma Chambers now in her wheelchair with no family and having lost her ambassadorship and having no job and no nothing and 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 he, she's just obsessed. Yeah, but she has that hot like handler guy, whoever that guy is. She ha- his name is Toby. Um, and she does Toby. Um, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know who this is, but he's very attractive. Yeah, uh, she has she has several hot men who basically follow her around who work for her. Toby is the one that you see at the beginning of of episode one. Um, Nadim is the one who's uh, sort of her at- attaché in uh in in the next couple of episodes. Um, but you know, it, it's sort of. <sighs> She's she's clearly unable to let go of the story. And at the end of the first episode, when she turns up at Baptiste's doorstep with literally just the man who killed her husband, who basically destroyed her family in a dog cage in the back of a fancy car, is just like, I, I, I kind of screamed a little. Like, it was so... It, it was what I wanted from Baptiste. I wanted this kind of person who'd gone round the bend looking for their kid and just who has just abandoned all pretense of being sane. And Fiona Shaw was so good in it that it almost made up for the fact that there we have this timeline issue where we insist on... Because all the good stuff really is happening in that 14 months ago period. Right. Like this when she first loses her husband, when she first loses her kid, all the really interesting stuff is happening there. There's no reason why we need to be jumping forward like this constantly, except that the show. I mean, it's like, look, everyone is miserable. I got it. Yeah. Except that the show is kind of trying to build a mystery within a mystery by saying, see, 14 months later, she won't be able to walk. We're going to slowly but surely unfold that she was shot in the back. Right. Like we're going to slowly. Baptiste has grown a beard. We're slowly but surely going to reveal that Celia got tired of telling him to come home. Right? Like, that's that. Right? But the really beautiful moments, especially in episode two, that really got me. Like, the, okay, so Emma Darcy, right? Like, out of freaking nowhere is this random girl in an NA meeting. And, like, there's this really touching scene between her and Baptiste as Baptiste is basically chasing her down because she kind of looks like Sarah. And he wants her to tell him about her addiction. And, it, it, like, he just desperately needs someone to explain to him why his daughter is dead and she's like dude i'm not her like that's that's a really powerful scene right and like 
uh, or when 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 Fiona Shaw goes home after after the the husband's been killed and 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 her sons are gone and she go she doesn't even know like where they are or anything she goes home and it's so quiet in the house and she walks around turning on like turns on the the the, the computer radio she turns on the TV she turns on every everything that will make sound in the house and she blasts it to the point that it's this big cactophony and then she goes and she stands outside because she just can't live in the quiet and it it's so it, it's it's just it's such a powerful like moment with no dialogue that is just so like th- this is this is where baptiste shines when it allows itself to do this or even like the scene where okay so there's this woman sophia who is the 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 police major and like there's a a weird sort of like like half a half a story with her father who's like who was like being like a father figure to some hoodlum kid and there's just like the scene where he basically stands the kid down and looks at him and is like really you're gonna throw that in my you're gonna throw that in my shop you're gonna do that the kid of course can't actually do it and burns his hand like those kinds of scenes like all of that stuff that's really great that's the kind of stuff i want from this show it's all in that 14 months before period why do we keep having to jump forward I don't know. That is a great question. Because in the 14 months forward part, granted, this is me assuming that that uh, Emma's position is the correct one. They're still looking for the other yes, son. Yes, they're still looking for Will. Alex is actually dead. Even though the original video is faked, Alex turns out to actually be part of this. So, so we get this video that is kind of perplexing where it seems like these Muslim extremists are basically demanding just release and they shoot Alex in the head on this video. And like Fiona Shaw's response to that, by the way, like that scene is so powerful. Like I even when like at the end of episode two, it was revealed that the video is a fake and Alex is probably still alive. Like it still didn't ruin it. And I thought that was like that. That's that's good. Right. And then at the end of episode three, we find out that Alex is actually alive or was he was part of the right wing crazies who were who were basically using this rally as cover to come and shoot a whole lot of it to shoot up an immigrant like uh, uh, an immigrant area market like a market and and. Baptiste basically shoots the guy because the guy is going to shoot him. And then when he falls, Emma starts screaming because she sees his face and realizes it's her Alex and that Baptiste has literally killed her son right in front of her by accident, thinking that he's a right wing crazy because he is a right wing crazy. And like, um, I get that. I get that this is actually timely because there are a lot of issues with the rise of the fall right of, of the far right in Hungary specifically. And in that corner of the world that sort of former eastern Bloc, uh ussr adjacent kind of and part of it is because of the whole syrian civil war and the massive the like i get i get that this is very timely these people are disgusting like um i feel sick watching that woman talk tell that story about how like these fighting birds can't live in a tree together because they hate each other like that woman's horrible oh it totally but- reminded me of the 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 that stupid snake and the 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 the, the, the scorpion and the whatever that the- oh you knew i was a snake when you took me in or whatever it is yeah that story and how that story was going around so much in 2016 like i felt like i was listening to a new version of it yeah. uh, anyway my point my point being my point being is that all these people are disgusting mm-hmm. and awful but i just like 
I can't be the only person that is just really tired of like pseudo Nazi stories, right? Like, I just, I can't, it's exhausting. Well, you know, this is why I'm sort of glad that we didn't talk about this show when it first hit. Um, as the person who sort of like, um, sort of runs the schedule for the pod, um, I, I didn't schedule us to talk about Baptiste until the halfway point, partly because I know how Lacey feels about the show, and partly because season one was such a disappointment that I didn't want to like, basically have to talk about it multiple times <laughs> and 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 be really down on it multiple times and then the first episode hit and i was like god i made such a mistake i should have no we should be talking about this gosh it's so good and then i hit the end of episode three i mean i don't i don't actually i do think that it's better than the first season oh, yes, absolutely. I just, like i i just and maybe this is just just me and where I am with the particular kinds of media that I want to consume at the moment. I just don't know why everybody has to go to the Nazi well, like right now. You know what I mean? Like I get that these people are terrible. Like I'm sure that there is something of value in exploring how these young people who are, you know, they're not impoverished. They're not suffering. They they are privileged. They are reasonably well. Some wealthy. of them are like the like, the Balot. Well, I'm no. I'm just talking about specifically like Emma's kids. Oh, okay. Like uh, who who get sort of sucked into this like white nationalist internet cesspit, YouTube doesn't regulate their algorithms kind of thing, and and I think there probably is something worth poking at about why that keeps happening. How these young men keep falling for this expletive like like how they keep getting sucked into this world that's telling them as people who have everything they should definitely hate these people who have nothing but i don't think the show is doing that like i don't think the show's i don't think the point of the show is that we want to dig into this issue of how like young white men are being radicalized no i think i think it just like i think it's just like this is an exciting bit of window dressing and i I'm nervous that it's just another like like plot costume that the show puts on for like enticing drama but we're not really looking at like how did this kid who literally had everything like he tried like become a guy who puts on a ski mask and shoots poor immigrants in a market and and is part of a gang that accidentally shoots his mother in the back and paralyzes her right yeah like and 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 almost murders the man who is basically searching for him Right. Like I, I have to say that the reason that I'm very glad we didn't talk about this until episode three is because I felt really let down when we hit this. I realized Tell me more. OK, Tell me more. So I, I knew from the moment we saw that Gamora video at the end of episode two that that was going to turn out to be either Camilla or the the husband the the radical people like it did not shock me in the slightest that baptiste immediately realized that that's her basement window and like goes in and breaks it and finds the math that's that didn't surprise me in the slightest i figured it was her or the husband um without before she was even even like properly introduced as a character when she was still like a, a a figure on tv that like emma makes fun of um i i i knew almost instantly before i even started watching episode three that Alex was alive. He wasn't killed in that video and that either he or Will was the one who got into this and that we were going to basically discover that Emma's terrible parenting 
has driven her children away and made them find this far right group because they're lonely and this and this gave them a thing. And like, no, we haven't actually gotten to that part yet. We only just discovered that Alex is now dead. But I'm absolutely certain that when we get to episode four, that that's what it's going to be. Because one of the things the show has sort of made a point of is that Emma Chambers is a terrible person. Like that that scene where she goes to the office and she basically like shouts down the guard. And then she tells oh, yeah, that and she like smuggles a knife in to help that dude right? escape. And like t- she tells that she tells that assistant, I think the assistant was like Grace or something. She turns to Grace and like says, "Get your CV ready." Like I mean, damn. Like I don't want to work for a woman like that, and neither do you. Just because you're, a ter- I'm sorry. Like I also have to just put a pit of the idea that like, okay, so she's a terrible parent. A lot of people have terrible parents. Right. No. Like that is on that kid mm-hmm. for yeah. for choosing to pick up a gun and shoot people. Right. No, I I absolutely agree. I'm more interested in the systems that that radicalize people in that way. Like if this was about like the, the scariness of like social media algorithms that send people down like conspiracy theory, theory rabbit holes and leave them there to fester. Like that would be one thing, but I don't think this story is about that. I think it is going to be like, she was a crappy parent. So her son became a white nationalist. And that's just very eye rolling to me. Yeah. I, I, when we hit the end of episode three and I re- and she st- and and Fiona Shaw started screaming and I realized that it was we were going to uncover the face of the kid who just fell and it was going to be Alex. I just I felt so disappointed in this show. I just I just felt this I'm like everything I'd wanted this sh- this show had been the this show had improved and figured itself out. It was it was actually going to be good this time. Wow, and- I really feel very weird about this because I feel like I don't like you are like we've traded places like I'm like eh, it's fine it's lazy storytelling and I'm like no you you had a chance to I mean Fiona Shaw is so good as this obsessed mother she's a really good screamer oh man she is but you know like I am more interested in say the story of Balaz the kid who is the one who um Sophia's father kind of takes in do we know? Do, was, did, is he supposed to have been killed during this during this dust up? Because no. I know that no, no, no. Part of the part of the gap in somewhere in this fourteen months he died. Oh, okay, no. Mehmet's shop is definitely where Baptiste is hiding. That is definitely Mehmet's shop. Okay, but no. When did he die, though? I don't know if Mehmet is dead, but I am. No, she says like she's going no. through his daughter's going right. through his stuff. That's where she finds. That's where she finds the payment thing. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm not sure if she dies in this shootout, if he dies in this shootout, but I'm almost positive that that's her father's neighborhood that they're in. And I'm almost positive that that's that Bat Peeps is actually sitting in the shop that he owns when the policeman at the end of episode three, when the policeman dies and that we are going to discover that Mehmet's body is one of the ones that fell. Oh, oh, oh OK. That's okay. what I that's what yeah. I think. I think that's pro- I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. And then the daughter will feel guilty because she was like, I only set one squad car. Yes. I am. Fu- but on it, the, the fact that we, we have one of the only moments in this 14 months later story that I've actually really sort of connected with is Sophia finding Balaz again. And Balaz being like, I can't talk to you. All of my buddies are actually in the Gamora thing now. And I'm not because I knew your father. And, and please don't hate me for his death. And I'm, I'm not with this. Just please leave me alone. Like, I actually want to know more about, like, if we were going to tell this story about young men being radicalized, I want to know about the kid who actually made a connection. Yeah, like the kid who got out. Yeah, I want to know about him. And I'm not gonna. And I'm very frustrated by that. As you're, you're right. We are going to instead get 
Alex as a sympathetic figure whose mother didn't love him enough and who and and Emma's obsession with finding Will is about trying to rescue him from the Nazis um who his brother basically sold him out to or something um I don't know I can't tell if we're supposed to think that the younger Will Will is the younger yes um that he is also part of white nationalist fun times or if he just sort of was along for the ride I'm thinking he was along for the ride and is a prisoner. Um, I also, um, uh, I just, <laughs> there is so many things about the way that they also make this white nationalist group that I find a little frustrating because it's also, it's also predictable. <laughs> I'm so tired of having to think about white nationalists. It's just all so predictable <laughs> that I just want to just want to throw things. I, it's, I know. Right? Like, I was like, Gamora, that's clever. It's t- coming for the event. No, it's not. It's so- as, as in Sodom and. Ugh. Why, I'm like, why did you ever think it was anything other than Sodom I and? I don't know. I was hoping for something creative. <laughs> oh, come on. <sighs> this is the, the, the default here is always like biblical things. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I just, yeah. It, it's very... It, it, I I really I assumed wanted... it was Gamora because it was all about like the cleansing that was coming. <sighs> yes, I probably should have put I'm that. I'm rolling together. my eyes I'm rolling my eyes while I say that, but I'm <laughs> assuming that's why they, they like embrace that name. And I also assume, and this is also going to probably make me very angry if this, if I turn out to be right about this, the fact that Camilla can't get pregnant is probably also going to be part of her driving thing with cleansing and white nationalism oh. which is going i really hope the show doesn't do that and yet i am 100 percent sure that the show is going to do it i hadn't even thought of that and i resent you for making me think about i'm that. sorry but you know, why else is that there why else is that the first scene where we really get to meet her to be fair i don't know because that scene happened and that scene is literally like an entire cold open and when they finally flash to like the credits or the 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 title card the show doesn't really have credits um i was just like really that was like five minutes long you know like i was just annoyed that that was happening because it didn't feel connected to any of the rest of the show you know as as the recapper i have to know who all these characters are and i'm like who the hell are these people (laughs) And I literally ended up going to IMDb and looking at the actress and then I saw the actress's face and I was like, oh, right. The white, the the right wing lady that like Emma made a joke about on television for having a rich British husband. Oh, oh, OK. Right. Um, Yeah. Like the thing is, is that like it, 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 Baptiste has so many things this season that are actually good. And it's like it doesn't actually know it has things that are good or it can't tell which things are good and which things aren't. And I don't know which of these it is, but I am thoroughly frustrated by it not being able to figure it out. Like I and, and there are things that I'm definitely supposed to be laughing at that I'm I'm or things that I'm laughing at that I might not supposed to be. Like I keep laughing every time just is put in the backseat with the with the dog thing. <laughs> um i just thought i was like she just had that at home yeah right um i i I probably am not supposed to be laughing at that but i do um at the same time like i i i think i'm supposed to find some of this other stuff funny which i don't 
Um, I think I'm supposed to find it funny that like Sophia has become like a security guard at a mall and that she can just go find some Hungarian police that you can pay to like be security. I think I'm supposed to find that funny. I don't. I do not find that funny at all. No. I find it sad. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that Baptiste himself, it's really weird to me because I remember watching the first season and I was like, wow, I have no idea why they were like, this man should have a spinoff. I still don't know why they were like, this man should have a spinoff. But I do think it's interesting that he is like, like the show is called Baptiste and he is not the main character on it. Well, I mean, that's not even like his, like he's not like even the most important character on the show. Well, no. And that's the thing in the missing. He was never the main character. Um, he was always this sort of supporting character. He was the he was the Sherlock Holmes that came into the lives of his co-stars and his co-stars carried the show and he paired well with them. And that's why Baptiste season one didn't work because he didn't have a strong he didn't have a strong person to to work against. I'm sorry, like um, Tom Hollander, that's his name. Uh, Tom Hollander just was boring and bland and did not and and was not the the co-star to carry Baptiste. And by the Jessica Rain had it, but she she didn't show up fast enough for it to matter. Um, and I. I feel like you're getting a much better sense of what Baptiste season one should be with the way that Fiona Shaw is carrying this show because that is how the missing worked. And I think that's how Baptiste as a character works as a sort of a side character to the main story of which again to me is like, that's not a character you give a spinoff to. Sorry. No, it's really kind of not. But here we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's why I've been jokingly calling this. Well, I'm really loving Emma Chambers mystery um, because I think it's a that's really what the show is this season. It's the Emma Chambers mystery. Um, will we find Will or not? Now that we know that now that we know for sure that Alex is dead, and now that we and her husband is dead, and the only one living is Will. And I am I am curious also to see. I I sort of feel like Will is sort of the 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 patsy who got dragged along, but you know it would actually be. For for all that I am not thrilled with the whole Nazi thing and find that really disappointing as a plot twist, that I, I, I would actually be interested to see if Will is also into it or gets into it. Maybe he got into it in that 14-month gap. I... May, I, mean, may, I mean, there's, you know, brainwashing is real. Yeah. So that could happen. But also, like, if he doesn't... If he doesn't and he's just like a a kidnap victim the whole time like that character is literally a cipher because he doesn't he literally does not have a voice yes on the show and so if he like literally just exists to be kidnapped by some bad men and rescued by some good men like i mean what is the point like i don't i don't know that that's a very unsatisfying like character for me um, I, I, it, it's why I sort of hope that there is more given to him and that he doesn't basically stay a cipher this whole time. Um, but it's also very much the sort of thing that happens to girl characters a lot and was very much the daughter character in the Keeley Hawes season in the missing season two. She basically existed to be kidnapped by a bad guy and rescued by a good guy. And that was basically it. That's true. That's true. 
That's actually a really good point because if this was a girl character, we wouldn't even be like asking that question probably because we'd be like, well, obviously she exists to get kidnapped. Yeah. In in the other two in the season season one of the missing and season one of Baptiste, the the victim is killed so quickly that it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I I I think that having Will be a cipher in the same way that um Keely Hawes's daughter was a cipher would not surprise me. Uh, though I I have to admit I hope for better. Um, I I I wouldn't be surprised if he is though. Um, I I I'm mostly just. I'm really glad that the show doesn't have a third season. <laughs> I think that's my, I think that's in the end, that is, when when episode one hit and I saw how good Fiona Shaw was and, and the way that we ended with, with, the, with, the, with this completely obsessed woman who has gone utterly over the bend and has kidnapped this guy and has him in a dog cage in the back of her fancy car. Like, I was like, man, and they canceled this show. I could have really gone through it. No, no. Take it back. Take it all back. <laughs> wow. Who would have predicted that I would be the less like down on this episode? I guess because my expectations were so low that it's not that hard to exceed them. <laughs> but I think the problem with the show is, and I say that as somebody who, as we all know, has not watched The Missing, so I have no dog in this fight. But I think, I think this is a show where someone thought, it would be really cool to give this character a spinoff because they liked this character's like five minutes on the show and they did not spend enough or possibly any time thinking about what that show should actually be. Like this show has, I don't know. This show does not have a clear like, like thesis statement for me, like a, like a reason that this show exists or why this character is like requires his own like like why this character requires something more than he had in the previous series like i just i just don't know why this show exists and i don't think anybody who made the show does either i i feel like celia's line where she makes the subtext text about how sarah and julian are two peas in a pod both of them addicts is actually supposed to be it that julian that julian baptiste is an addict to being a hero and rescuing children that that is that that he is that he is as obsessed as the parents in in this in in any any and it's kind of an unwell thing yeah but the thing the i think you're probably right I think the third episode of the only 12 episodes this show will get is not the place to put that thesis statement. No. And number two, that requires this. This is what I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched the new Dune movie yet. And I don't know if I will or not. I probably will. Cause I like fantasy, but like this particular franchise has always seemed really hostile to me as like a female fan of the genre. Anyway, rant for another day. But my thing is, is that like, I, I look at stuff like this and I think they think that, that like the existence of the thing is like enough to get people to watch the thing. I spent or I, like, or actually, no, that's not what I meant at all. That statement is still true. My larger thing that I was thinking that I said very poorly just then was that like, okay, so you want to make, you want to make a spinoff or you want to make the first half of a two part thing. I don't care if you want to do that. That's great. But the rules of a narrative still apply. Like, I need to be able to watch this on its own. 
I need to be able to watch this and understand the reason that it exists as an individual property without knowing anything about the stuff that came before it. I need to be able to watch Dune without ever watching a sequel, which I know it's getting, but like that, that even if it's the first half of a book, like that needs to stand on its own as a story with a reason for existing beyond getting to the second part. This show needs a reason to exist beyond the fact that it came from this previous show. If I've never seen a minute of The Missing, which I have not, I still need to be able to find the reason of this show. And it should not require input from any external source beyond the show that's on my screen. And that's not what this show is. I will absolutely agree with that. I talk about The Missing far too much in my recaps. I need to go back and bring up the missing in my Baptiste recaps in order to put everything in context. And I shouldn't have to do that. Exactly. I should be able to understand this show. I should be able to not only understand this show in terms of like the A to B to C plot of like what's happening on screen. I should understand the, the, the reason that its characters exist and who they are and what they want without having to consume any ancillary material. Yeah. This is the argument that people that love... Uh, that love uh, like book adaptations of things always use. They're like, well, in the books, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great. There are going to be so many people that watch this that don't read the books, that have never seen The Missing, that don't have any external context beyond what's on front of them right now. And if that doesn't work on its own, then it doesn't work. Um, TV recapper Alan Sepinwall, who uh, now writes at uh, Rolling Stone, used to say in all of his Game of Thrones recaps that he should be able to understand what he's watching without the books. And if you came into his comment section and said, well, in the books, you weren't helping. And I actually think that is very true. Um, I, I honestly, I've watched the new Dune, and I don't know what I don't know why it exists, but that's for other that that's for different <laughs> reasons. Um, we can talk about like offline or maybe in like. But I think yeah. your pre, I think your previous understanding of the material should enhance and enrich your understanding of this thing. It should not be required to understand or appreciate this thing. Right. Um. I I think okay. So let for instance, Grant Chester. You, uh, have you ever really watched like the early seasons with Sydney? Do you need to? Uh, only because I'm a weird completionist. I feel like I ought to. I think I still I think I still completely like understand the show. But you don't have to. Like, you don't need to have watched season one to understand Leonard's. It's not it's not cumulative. No, you don't need to. You don't need to know like you don't need to have seen season one to understand Leonard's relationship with, say, Mrs. C or with Will or with Daniel. Hell, you don't even really need to have seen like Daniel's introduction into the show to understand Daniel, even though the show like recently in 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 the mo- in one of the more recent episodes, like actually went back and like filled in his backstory. Like you, you don't actually even even a show that is within its own. It doesn't require you to have watched older seasons. Baptiste not only requires you to have watched older season, it requires you to have watched a completely different show beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And I feel like, and I think this is the other reason why I got so mad at the end of episode three, is that Baptiste has a really good show in there, but these people keep getting in their own way. These writers keep getting in their own way, and there they were getting in their own way again and reminding me why this show can't can't be good, because it has to come to this. It has to do this. 
and that's why I got so mad at it. And I'm and I'm glad it's not getting a third season. Um, I I I hope that perhaps maybe Julian Baptiste can show up as a minor character elsewhere in other shows that these guys write. But I I I, I I'm perfectly fine to with putting Baptiste to bed after three more episodes. But I'm Tiss, and all are shocked that it's not me. <laughs> I'm not the one saying this. I thought it was fine. It wasn't any better than I expected it to be. It was actually a little bit. It actually was a little bit better than I expected it to be, if I'm honest. Um, Fiona Shaw is fantastic. Fiona Shaw is great. The Emma Chambers mystery is not bad. I'm just mad at Baptiste. I just, I think there's, I think it's a little lazy, but I don't know. On some level, the existence of this show is lazy. So what are you going to do? That's our Baptiste. That's our Baptiste show, guys. If you and look, I know there are so many people out there uh, because they comment on our station social media pages who really enjoy this show. I'd love to uh, hear from you. I would love to hear why you guys do. Um, and if the answer is you guys are taking this too seriously, that's fine. That is literally my job. Um, <laughs> so I will keep on doing that and hope that. You know, I don't know. There's a th- this gets like really strong ratings. Like I know people really enjoy it. I'd love to hear some more positive takes than we have. We are at televisions at weta.org if you would like to email us your thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Baptiste. Not everything can be great. <laughs> Not everything can even be mediocre. Uh, so we're going to move on to other things. Uh, we may depend. I, I am actually curious to see how this ends, so I may actually watch it to the end of the season to see what happens, and maybe we'll come back to it. We'll see. Um, or at least I'm sure we will at least touch upon it in our uh, year in review episode at the end of the year. So anyway, Annie, give the people your spiel. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Uh, you can find pictures of my adorable fluffy cats on Annie Bundle on Instagram. Let's see. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily, and I am the associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. So if you want to basically know more about the things that I'm writing, basically just follow me on Twitter because that's where I retweet all of my bylines. Um, currently, I'm sort of obsessing on the Wheel of Time. So, uh, you know, feel free to join me in that obsession. The show comes out in the middle of November, but I'm going to be obsessing way before then. Anyway. <laughs> I can't decide if I should read The Wheel of Time before oh, I watch girl. it. Well, I've got, I've got, I, I know there's like 15 books, so I can't read like 15 books in three weeks, but, or whatever time. When does it, it comes out November 19th. It is now November. I don't know, time. Who cares? Um, I bought the first book on a Kindle sale, so I might read that. We'll see. Um, okay, do do yourself a favor. Read the opening. the The opening prologue is actually one of the best rip roaring like in media res drops that you can get. Um, I'm just warning you. After that, it gets real slow, like real slow, like real slow. I mean, there's 15 books. It can't go but so fast. Anyway. <laughs> um, Back to us telling you about ourselves. I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. I write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I always tweet my byline. So if you want to check out what I am checking out, come and be my friend. And if you just want the cat pictures, they live on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. Uh, so fuzzy. I have a bunch of pictures. I have a bunch of pictures to put up from their first road trip to uh, Grandma's house in <gasps> Pennsylvania. They did great for those who are curious. Um yeah, I don't know. That's my life. 
Uh, Televisions is a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org. Click on the donate button on top. Help us keep doing it by supporting public media, getting access to things like PBS Passport, and just feeling really good about all of that. Uh, we are on social media, the site and the pod, at Televisions Blog, all one word on Facebook, and Tele underscore Visions on Twitter. We would love to hear from you guys. As I said before, we're at televisions at weta.org via email. Tell us your thoughts. There's so much content coming out between now and the end of the year. We want to make sure that we cover what the people are interested in. And yeah, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Take care of each other. I am uh, about to go get COVID boosted, so I'm excited for that. I encourage everyone who is eligible to do the same. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> wear masks in large indoor groups get vaccinated if you haven't yet and just i don't know be nice to each other it is rough out there we will be back with another exciting 45 minutes of something that isn't baptiste next week see you soon